When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into a Saturday night edition of the News for Jags podcast. Justin Barney, Cole Pepper, and not uh, not what we expected. I know one of us picked the, the Jaguars to win. The other picked the Chiefs to win. So Cole, again, finishes. He actually wins our News for Jags prediction standing. So congratulations on that. Thank Your you very check much. check is in the mail. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to a huge payment uh, after this one. Uh, I got the winner right. Um, it didn't really go the way I thought it was going to. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was going to be more of a, a shootout, high-scoring yeah. game. It didn't turn out that way tonight. 27-20, Chiefs prevail over the Jaguars. I think the Patrick Mahomes injury obviously changed the complexion of the game. You know, Patrick Mahomes at, Did it though? at, at 60% is still <laughs> better than just about any other quarterback in the league. Yeah, I'm asking you if it really did change. I mean, yes, Chad Henney came in and directed. You know, it's not like Henney came in and they went three and out and punted away and the Jaguars had all this opportunity. 98-yard drive. 98-yard. I mean, that was a, to me, that was a feast or famine moment. You're thinking as a Jaguars fan, you got pinned back, Chad Henney, immobile, ancient guy. There's a chance to really kind of drive the stake through the, the Chiefs' heart. And that worked out the opposite way. 98 yards, 12 plays, touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. And again, that was kind of the, the summary of that game. Uh, I thought that this game was so reminiscent of the first game the Jaguars played against the Chiefs. The difference was against the Chiefs the first time, the Jaguars felt like they had to do things you know, out of the ordinary and special in order to beat the Chiefs. That's why you start the game with an onside kick. Right. This time the Jaguars came in with good reason, thinking that they could beat the Chiefs doing what they had done over the last eight, nine weeks of the season in the playoffs. Um, but for some reason there was a reversion to you know previous form. Doug Peterson talked about a little bit after the game. Um, you know, if this was a veteran team, I'd be worried about that. I'm like, well, why did that happen? But this is such a young team. Yeah. And, it, you know, maybe in retrospect, we should have expected that. I know a lot of people who picked the Jaguars to win maybe got their heart into it, got uh, carried up in the excitement. But if you look at, you know, national picks, and people say, well, the national people don't know anything. Well, you know what? All, Everybody picked right. the Chiefs. Right. Uh, and this is not me pat breaking my arm and patting myself on the back. But I picked the Chiefs because I just didn't think you could go to Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes without a really special team. And this Jaguars team is on the way to being special, right. but they're not there just yet. Yeah, not there just yet. And again, it showed to me the work in front of Jacksonville to mm -hmm. get to that next level. I mean, again, I, I liken this to 96. We talked about this the other day. The, the similarities to 96, uh, outside of the nine wins, outside of the, the second and a half run, to me, the more the similarities to this in 96 is your future is mapped out in front of you. The future is bright. And to get to that next step, to beat those heavyweights, you've got to add a pass rush. I mean, Patrick Mahomes should have been a gimpy Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes' mobility makes him so special. And you could not get to him with a gimp. I mean, he couldn't even move around. And again, Patrick Mahomes still dicing you up. You've got to, you've got to make some changes in this offseason to get to, to compete with those Mahomes, Kelsey type. Yeah, you can beat a lot of teams and you can get to a lot of quarterbacks with the guys the Jaguars have. 
uh, with that offensive line and Patrick Mahomes, you do need to be special in terms of the passion. You need to be Saxonville kind yes. of special rushing the passer. So I think that's going to be one of the big areas the Jaguars will look at in the offseason. There are only two guys who are regulars who um, aren't signed up for next year, and that is Evan Ingram and Arden Key. Uh, I'd like to see both of them back. I think they both probably want yeah. to be back. Interesting, I don't know if I've mentioned this before in this forum, certainly on this forum, but Arden Key, his choices came down to Kansas City and Jacksonville last offseason. Well, he picked Jacksonville, and I think he wants to be back. So, I mean, let's say you, you have all the, the regulars back. You've still you know, you've got a, a decision to make on what direction you want to go with Juwan Taylor at some point. Um, he's under contract, but you talked about fifth-year options, mm -hmm. some of these things. Um, I think in add Calvin Ridley, that should help the offense. There aren't gaping holes for this team yes, to try to replace exactly. like we've seen so many times in the past. You'd like a better pass rush. You'd like probably, you're going to have to probably address nickel corner. Um, whether it's schematically or players developing, uh, you'd like to see them do better against tight ends. But to me, if the rookie class from this year and last year continues to develop, mm -hmm. if the rookie class from this year takes the same step next year as last year's rookie class took this year, yes. Jaguars are in great shape. This is a young team with a young core, a young rising quarterback, and a head coach who knows how to put it all together. Uh, everybody is going to pick the Jaguars to win the AFC South next year. I don't know anybody, I don't know how you can, and again, there could be big moves in the offseason, but right now, the Jaguars are the prohibitive favorites Absolutely. in the AFC South. And along with the other teams, the final four teams in the AFC this year, Mahomes leading the Chiefs, Josh Allen leading the Bills, and Joe Burrow leading the Cincinnati Bengals. Those are going to be your four division picks, I think, heading into next season. Absolutely. And, you know, you and I talked to Arden Key in the locker room after, I believe, the Titans game, I believe. You know, and he mentioned, you know, why would he sign with a team like Jacksonville over the Chiefs? Again, those are the two, and it's funny they met in this round of the playoffs. But Arden Key said he wanted to come to Jacksonville. He could have waltzed into a ready-made situation in Kansas City, but he, he wanted to do something in Jacksonville. And, again, you look at Arden Key, Evan Ingram, you've got to get those guys back. I don't think you mess with, you know, they bet on themselves. One-year one contracts, prove-it deals, they proved it. I think it would be wise for those guys to come back to Jacksonville next year. And Jacksonville to do everything they could to bring those two key pieces back. I'm going to bring this up, too, and it's going to be a little blasphemous when I stage this in a certain way. You already picked the Chiefs, so how, how much more blasphemous? Well, remember after the last time the Jaguars went to the playoffs, and went deep into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They turned around and signed the quarterback to a new deal. That was Blake Bortles. It was way too early. There was no rush from a, a contract length standpoint mm -hmm. to have to do that. That being said, do you think about starting conversations with Trevor Lawrence? I mean, have you seen enough to say he's our guy? I think so. Yeah. I, I think so, but I, I don't think you can do it until after. This season. Yeah, so but you start the, the conversation. But I think yeah. you, you put that feeler out, and I, I don't think you even get to the point of fifth-year option or anything like no. that. I think Trevor Lawrence, I think you could have picked up his fifth-year option the night you made, it, uh, made him the number one draft yeah. pick. He was going to be that guy. It took some time for him to come around, but we've seen enough in the second half of the season, the leadership, and we're going to hear from Trevor Lawrence uh, in, in just one second, uh, soundbite from after the game. But for Trevor Lawrence is the future of this team. You know, and I, I look at 96. The present and the yeah. future of this team. So I look at 96 and the Jaguars and everything. I keep going back to that and prefacing that. But that was the last really good stretch run. Not one season, not like we saw in 2017. This is the last four-year span 
you know, 96 touched off just a great season, best stretch of Jaguars football this area has ever seen. And they did it because they had young guys on the team. You know, you're building around Tony Baselli. He's in his second year. Mark Brunel is in his second year as a starter. There were so many pieces in place. It started with the quarterback. Brunel was a franchise guy. You had your big tackle. And, and Tony Baselli had so many young guys. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Beasley. And, you know, you, you supplemented that with the, the veteran free agent guys and got you over that hill. And I think Jacksonville is very similar to that 96 team. Again, outside of the wins, the losses, the symmetry this year, I think they are very much in line with that. And they're in a better position because Trevor Lawrence is younger. And I think he is just a player you're going to see in this town for 10, 12 years. And I think it all starts with Trevor. They're also going to be in better shape because they're not going to get in salary cap trouble. Right. And you've got a coach in Doug Peterson who has already proven he can do it. Now, Tom Coughlin, wound, we knew he was a terrific coach and he was going to go on and he wind, winds up with the Giants winning two Super Bowls. But you've got a guy in a, who's got a different vibe about him, who's got a different energy about him, who has already figured this thing out. He knows how to coach in the National Football League. I actually think the Jaguars have the risk of losing coaches, assistant coaches, more than they do players this offseason. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, they're going to add Calvin Ridley. And then two or three guys maybe in free agency. I don't think you're going to see major moves in free agency for the most part. They don't have a ton of salary cap room. Uh, and then in the draft, you're going to be picking 24th in the first round. And all you have to do is say, find me the best football player. Right. You know, don't bother picking a quarterback, but any other position and kicker and punter. Okay. Any other position, offensive or defensive player, I think you could, you could pick it. Just mm -hmm. whoever the best football player is at 24, which is usually a generally good plan in right. drafting anyway, they don't have to try to fill holes in the draft. Again, a couple of holes they can fill for the present in, uh, in free agency, but this is going to be such an unusual offseason as far as Jaguars fans are concerned. It's not going to be all the attention to the number one yeah. overall pick and right. Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields or you know, uh, uh, Chad Hutchinson. Is he going to be the guy? Thibodeau, Walker. You had, you had that situation in 2017 where you're picking late. You drafted a project guy in Taven Bryan. You saw that. Earlier on when they had the success in the 90s when they came back and picked late and they got a Ronaldo win. So you're going to get a guy who's, again, hopefully a serviceable guy. Ronaldo win was, I think we would consider him a serviceable yeah, mid-range kind of guy. I think you're going to be picking and looking to supplement depth. Again, I think that 2022 draft class has got to take a step forward. I think no. uh, very underwhelming as, as a whole this year compared to 2021. I know yeah. you're, you were picking some, some guys you're – going to need developmental time. Trayvon Walker, you know, they liked him as an outside backer. They put him on the uh, hand in the dirt towards late in the season. I think he's still kind of a guy who's learning his uh, position, his role in the NFL. Uh, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma. But again, the free agency moves last year allowed them to take a little bit more time with that with that draft class. You, you have Devin and Chad and, and those guys have a little more time to develop. And there were two other players who I thought really made a case for themselves uh, who maybe could have been salary cap cuts potentially, but late in the year. Both uh, Rayshon Jenkins, who really had a very solid year all year, then was terrific in the last couple of months. And then late in the year, Roy Robertson-Harris yes. really was an impact player on defense. And if those guys can play at that level going forward, watch out. I think Shaq Griffin has probably seen his yeah, last day as agreed. a Jaguar. But I don't, I'm look, thinking around. I, I can't think of any other yeah, maybe regulars. Maybe Smoot. I mean, he, he's a contract. He was yeah. in a contract year. So maybe DeWan Smoot without Achilles. I'd like to see him back because yeah. he was such a good, versatile piece of that defensive line rotation. I love Dewan Smoot in Jacksonville, what he brought to the team. He may be a guy that, that comes back now um, with the injury. But, again, I, I get back to Trevor Lawrence. Guys are going to want to – Evan Ingram said – 
Trevor Lawrence is a big reason he picked Jacksonville, and I think you're going to see that with, with guys in the league, you know, even on the defensive side of the ball. They want to come here, and Trevor gives him a good shot at getting to the playoffs and earning those playoff paychecks. No doubt about it. Super Bowl. Because there, were, there was a time, and that time was the last free agency period, where the Jaguars had to overpay to get a guy to come here, Christian Kirk. Right. As far as the league was concerned, they overpaid for him. In the, they couldn't get guys, even to, you know, big-name players, to come here and play two years ago. So even though they had all the salary cap space, it wasn't, they didn't really have as much salary cap buying power as you would have liked. So now you've got a, a team on the rise, a team that's going to be anticipating to be a, a championship contender. And as you mentioned, the quarterback, I think Doug Peterson helps. Yes. The quarterback makes such a big difference. Right. Players talk to each other. They talk to former college teammates. They talk to former pro teammates. They talk to guys who have the same agent or the same workout. Uh, they go to the same place to work out. They talk about what's going on. When these Jaguars players disperse out of Jacksonville and go to wherever they're going to be in the offseason, they're going to talk to guys, and the word's going to get around that this is a great place to play because everything's on the rise, because the fans support this team unbelievably when they win, and because Doug Peterson treats pros like pros. Right. Absolutely. And as we kind of wind this down, I'm going to, uh, we're going to go into a sound, you know, Trevor after the, the game. And, you know, you could, you could sense the disappointment. Again, you know, yet again, the house money statement and you're overachieving and getting further than you expected to this year. Of course, that's natural. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence, competitor, you want to win the game, you want to keep going. But I like this comment from him earlier tonight when he said the standard has been set. Let's go listen to that right now. Just equal parts crushed by the the loss and that our season ends here and knowing how close we were um, and then on the on the flip side being proud of, of what we were able to do and accomplish and what we were able to overcome I mean it's I'm gonna have more time to think about it and reflect on it <clears throat> we'll have plenty of time to do that and it's gonna make us better and this this won't be this won't be the last you guys hear of us so we're gonna be back okay Cole you hear from the franchise quarterback your final takeaway from not just tonight, but 2022 as a whole. Fantastic year that provided as many great memories as Jaguars fans have had in a long time, and it is the launching pad for the future. I think we're looking at the second golden age of Jaguars football here over the course of the next decade, and it's probably going to last longer than the last one did, as long as injuries don't become a, an unbelievable issue. Because the salary cap is not uh, quite as prohibitive as it has been before, and teams know how to handle it, I think we're talking about the second golden age of the Jaguars. I'm right there with you. I think 96 through 99 was that golden age of Jaguars football. Everything went right. Excitement was at an all-time high from those four years, and it just felt differently. And, I, and I'm with you. Trevor Lawrence will be 24 years old next year when the season begins. You're going to have Calvin Ridley. You're going to have Travis Etienne. You've got so many guys really just hitting that, that first arc of their career. I think we are positioned for, as you said, the golden age, the second golden age of Jaguars football, and it's going to be fun to cover if it's anything like this one it unified the city I would have been happy with six wins this year mm -hmm. I, I would have thought that was a massive achievement seven wins I, I thought beginning of the year six seven wins would be a massive improvement you tell the Jaguars they're playing in the second round of the playoffs against the chief mm -hmm. in Arrowhead 10 wins a season I think 10 out of 10 Jaguars fans take that no doubt it's a five-star season for the Jaguars the only thing it was missing is a championship but who knows that could be coming in the near, very near future that's right thanks for joining us for another news for Jags with Cole Pepper Justin Barney we'll talk to you here again soon